just keep feeling it. It's just like I don't want to move, but He's such a restorer of hope. He's such a restorer to everything. Marriages, relationships, finances. That's the God we serve. He is mighty to save. It's by his stripes that we are healed. That we are. Not tomorrow, not next year, but now we can claim that over our lives and over our kids. God, I just thank you this day. I thank you, God. You have always provided for my family. You have always provided. And I just thank you. guys can be seated this morning. I'm going to give up, take the offering this morning. All I can say is that I can testify of such a good God that has always provided, has always had a way. When I've asked my Father, God has given above and beyond. I pray over my finances, I pray over my bills. I don't worry. I don't be afraid. And when God tells me to give, I give. Because he's always given back. Even this week, I was praying over my driveway. I said, God, I need the finances to fix this driveway. We can pray over those things, right? Because it needs to be fixed. People got out in it. and people It's, it's, it's bad. But Tom's been fixing it. But I'm just saying that God provides everything that we are in need of before we even ask. And I can testify, even my home, my health, my kids, everything. There is nothing my God cannot do. We always sing that with the kids. My God is so big, so strong, and so mighty. There's nothing he cannot do. You can't outgive him. And I constantly, I, I love to give. I love to give. I love to give gifts. I love to give to people. But God has never not come through for me and my family. So this morning, if you want to come, I just encourage you to give whatever God is laying on your heart to give. Because he always provides. Father, I just lift up this offering to you today, Lord. I bless this offering. I, I just decree and declare financial breakthrough and financial blessings in every home and every person's lives right now. I pray a blessing over those that give. Father, in the name of Jesus, an outpouring of financial breakthrough is coming, Father. And I decree and declare it over this house and over the people in this house. For there is no lack, for my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And I claim this over this church and over every member in this church and every person in this church. Blessings, breakthrough, financially, God will do above whatever it is we need. He will blow our minds. And I just I just thank you, Father. We just we just bless this offering in Jesus' name. So if you want to bring it up, you can.
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, worship team. Let's give them a hand this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're up to a lot of things here at Community Church. Today we're in Detroit Lakes, uh, part of a youth conference or youth rally at 2 o'clock to 7.30 over at the at the Hope, uh, Fair, Hope Fest grounds. I think that's what they call it, don't they, Danny? And then also the, uh, David and uh, Diane Lyon are down in Gary uh, doing some ministry there too, so... A lot of things happening, a lot of exciting things happening this week. The kids now are starting their second week of their unseen, uh, putting on the armor of God, learning and discovering the things that are unseen, and I'm really excited about that. The kids are excited, not that they got more homework to do today, they're not so much excited about that, but the scriptures and the, and the, and the verses that we're talking about, um, talking about the full armor of God and putting that on, and uh, we've been really, ex- it's interesting, we have, we had, uh, do we have that piece picture here? <laughs> so we went to the dollar store and we got these here, and then we're gonna put it's a sh- you know the breastplate. You know these things are they are all up there. They're wondering why. Then we're gonna have your kids like this here. Talk about a handsome guy right there. Look at that. <laughs> huh? So every kid's gonna get one of these. We're gonna talk about the pieces of armor. And the first thing that we were talking about, excuse me, the first thing that we we're talking about was uh, prayer. So they're learning about the importance of prayer, and everything starts with prayer before the pieces of armor. So we're working on that right now. So really encourage families to bring their kids to church. We don't want them to miss because at the end of it, they're going to be, there's going to be, uh, we're going to tally up all the scriptures and everything. Again, there's going to be prizes and rewards, and I don't want them to miss out on any of that because they didn't get here. So praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You guys having a good service already this morning? Man, freedom in the house, praise God. We get to hear the word this morning. Praise the Lord. Miss Jen, you want to open up with the word? And we're going to start here. Give Miss Jenny Ramsey a hand. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm Mrs. I'm married. Almost 20 years in October. It's been a long journey. A good one. Uh, It's been good. It really has. Um... (laughs) Can testify, you know, we're still together, and <laughs> I'm digging myself a hole, probably, um, <laughs> just to lighten things up, I guess. <laughs> I love you, Tom. Um, I guess for me today, um, I guess I just want to share my heart, and um, my heart's been really heavy in the last quite a few weeks, just just on the state of the world, you know, where we're at, the chaos that's out there, the everything that's going on, you know. Um, but God had shared me, showed me just a, a dream about hope. And, and um, he was just showing me the people and just the, the trying to get through their circumstances and their situations and trying to to hang on to hope. But in my dream, hope was dying. And I woke up and I'm like, well, what in the world? Because I had a baby in my hand and I'm not going to have any more kids physically. But he showed me this. And he brought me to the scripture that says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And he was showing me that the heart is sick. People's hearts are sick. Our young people's hearts are sick. He was showing me even the young people, even our youth, discouragement, disappointment. 
When is this pandemic going to end? All these things and, and just all this hope deferred. Because when we go through things and they just keep going and they keep going on and on, we get weary, we get discouraged. Um, I just want to share, and I know a lot of you know a lot of the things I've gone through in my life, but there was a time in my life where I was, my heart was sick. And I have to say, I had hope deferred. About 19 years ago, I had a miscarriage. Shortly after that, I had a stillbirth. And then the doctors say, well, you're high-risk pregnancy, and you will always be high-risk. We don't know if you'll ever carry full-term, but we can work on a, 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 like a remedy or like some stuff that can help you to carry. I was devastated. My heart was so sick. I gave up hope. It's like, what, what's the point? I was just heartbroken, and my heart was sick. And, I, and not only that, it physically affected me. I was physically feeling something in my physical body. And I'd go in and there's like, Jenny, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. But my heart was hopeless and sick. I, was tor I felt tormented. I mean, even at night, I mean, I, I, I lost a lot of sleep. I was tired. I mean, there was just so many things. And I had a revelation. I got with a friend and I prayed. And what got me through was this word. Because it's his promises and it's what is in here that carried me. I got pregnant. Of course, fear tries to come on you again. Well, am I going to go through this again? No, I had to stand on this. What does God say? And God healed my, my um, heart. And I have seven kids to this day. And they, and they told me that maybe one or two would be it for you. Well, I even surprised myself, but seven, seven kids, you know, healthy, wonderful children. And he's blessed me with that. But there was a time. We all can get in that. Maybe we're going through sickness now or, or something in our life, finances, marriage, whatever it be. Our hope is in him. Our hope is in him. And he brought me back to what Dave Wagner had said back in July, of healing hope. He's wanting to heal hope in us. He wants to heal discouragement, disappointment. Oh, I'm disappointed again. No. Start hoping and trusting and relying on God. And you know, this world, I mean, you go to the world, and I mean, I've been dealing with people in the world, and there's no hope for them. They're not, they have no hope. They're, 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 they're hopeless. But God is the hope. And we can bring that. And that's what he's also been sharing me, is we carry that hope within us. We need to help those out there and bring hope. Can we have hope in our government right now? No. I feel our government's a mess. I'm sorry, but our government's a mess. But do we hope in that? Does it matter who's in the White House? No. What about our governor? What about Minnesota, our, our city, our, our people in the, in the city here right now? Our mayors. Do we put our hope in them? 
our, our congressmen hope in a vaccine? Do we put hope in these things? No. Our hope comes from him. And we need to be that hope for that world out there. We need to step in and be that. Sorry, I'm spitting. But we need to be that hope for a nation, for our city. What if we invaded our city council meetings? What if we all got together, went down there, and just prayed? What would happen to our city? What about our schools? What are they teaching your kids? You know what? I've been talking with our schools a lot lately, and I tell you, I've been very ticked. No, I'm, I'm honest. But God has shared with me, and God has, I have been speaking with the superintendent. I have talked with the principal. I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm not. What does the Bible say about COVID? Healed. By your stripes, we are healed. It is already done at the cross. Uh, when COVID started, I started pleading the blood of Jesus over my house. Amen. And I started believing the blood of Jesus over myself, over my husband, over my kids. Not one of us has had COVID. Woo. And I'm, I, I'm not trying to brag or whatever, but it's the truth. God is so much greater Amen. than COVID. He has the answers to COVID. He has the answers to our government. He has the answers for our schools. What if the city council and the school board, they need the answers that we have because Christ has that for us. He's got a plan for Thief River Falls. He's got a plan for the United States, doesn't he? I mean, is is it really going to hell in a handbasket? Sorry, my language, but that's what they say. Doom and gloom. What if God's not done with the United States? What if God's not done with us? What if we be that voice? We need to be the hope that the world needs. We need to get out there. Get out of these walls. I know God has been challenging me about it because I am so sick and tired of the enemy messing around with my kids, messing around with my family. I say no. I say enough. And I've even told that to Satan. You've messed with the wrong girl. I have. I have. Because he has. I'm done with the enemy. And I'm tired of it. And I am speaking out and I'm speaking up. Because I, and I will tell people my thoughts and what I believe. I'll tell you what I believe about our government. I'll tell you what I believe about COVID. I'll tell you what I believe about the vaccine. I'll tell you. Because my God is so much bigger, so much greater, so much stronger than anything this world has for me. And Danny, I want to tell you too with Linda, I have strongly been praying for your wife. And I believe without a doubt that she is going to be healed because it is by his stripes that it is already finished and done. And it's with anybody who's feeling sick. It's already been paid for here. I mean, the Bible talks about it all the time, about spies, stripes, we are healed, lay hands on the sick, and they shall be covered, are healed. Do you think that it, maybe they'll be healed? No, it says lay hands on the sick and they shall would we lay hands on a COVID patient right now? I'm just saying. Because for me, I would. I'm not going to keep six feet apart. I'm sorry. I know when I was in Africa a couple years ago, we, Danny and all of us, we were down there. and It was a great time. But malaria is everywhere. And I was holding a baby that had malaria. And I didn't know at the t- right away. She, the baby's drooling all over me and everything. They came and told me, you know, that baby has malaria. Yeah. 
And in, in my spirit at first, the fear wanted to rise. But I said, no. I said, I'm holding this baby. No, malaria is not coming near me. I never got sick with malaria. But I'm just saying we have all power and all authority within us. And it's time that we take that power and that authority and we rise up and we go out there and we be the light to a world that is just so dark. Because, I mean, what are they teaching in schools? Are we, do we care? What, what about gay marriage? Where do we stand in gay marriage? I mean, would you, would you marry someone that's gay? What about the transgender stuff? They're pushing it on our kids? What do, we, what do we say about that? What does this say about that? I'm just being bluntly honest and bold here because these are the, the things that we're seeing out there. And the church has a place in these issues. And the church, as Christians, it's our job and our mandate to be involved and get out there and speak truth. Because to me, we don't have a problem with gayness or whatever you want to call it. It's identity crisis, in my opinion. They don't know who they are. They don't know who Christ is. They've lost their identity and who the, the creator is. He created us male and female, not male, male having a baby. I'm sorry, that's just biologically not possible. But I'm just, this is my heart because I see so many people broken and hurt out there. I've even been in the store and don't know this person, but they'll start spilling out their whole life. I'm like, you know? Pray for them. Speak into them. Encourage them. Show them the hope of Jesus Christ. Right? I mean, really. We just ha we have it in us. And if we put on, like we're teaching our kids, we put on the full armor of God, and we go out there, there's nothing that can penetrate that armor. If I take this word of God out there, is there anything that can penetrate against the truth? This is the truth. This is the guideline. This is the Bible. This tells me everything I need to know. It has a plan. It has, even with healing, with health, with finances, with everything, this has the answer. You know, 20 years, we've gone through quite a bit. I mean, even this last year, this last period of time with Tom's stuff, my hope never, never wavered. I knew in my spirit that he was going to be okay because his time is not done. And I kept holding on to the promises. I kept holding on to the prophetic word. And I stood. Not once. Yes, fear tried to come on, yeah. But no, because I walk in that. We need to walk in it and take it out there. We have the hope. We carry it within us. And I have, I mean, I have lots of scriptures on hope, but, the one, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Isaiah 40, 31. We can walk through things and not grow weary in the midst of it. We can walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but we will not fear no evil. We can walk through our circumstances with our head held high because we will get through. Because our God is with us every step of the way. There has not been one circumstance in my life that God has not been there. Has the circumstances always turned out the way I wanted it? No. 
but I trust and my hope is in him because my circumstances are less than my God. He is greater than anything that I will ever face. And he has the answers to everything that I face and go through. I can only testify of, my, of me, what I've gone through, because God has always been there. Everything. If you're discouraged today, your disappointment, I mean, I get frustrated too with things, but where is our hope? What are we putting it in? God is wanting to heal our disappointment. God is wanting to heal our hope. Dave Wagner said it last, in this, this summer. He even said, the region, this region is to be a land of hope. Revival can start in, in, in here in northern Minnesota. Do we want to be a part of that remove? Do we? I mean, we have it. We have everything that they need out there. There's no hope out there but Christ, the hope of glory. So that's what I have. Hallelujah. It's not the first time that Christians have been in America and some America or in the world and crazy stuff is going on. This is not the first time in history that something has affected the whole nations of the world and they are looking for answers. This is not the first time. Actually, as Jenny was holding that Bible, the book is full of tremendous stories and testimonies of nations crumbling and worlds looking for answers. And one of them uh, I wanted to quickly share was in Genesis, and it was with Joseph, and there's been a lot of references to uh, Joseph, uh, Joseph generation, about his dreams, and you guys know the story of Joseph. Uh, if you do, it's a tremendous story of overcoming. But this, this, was, this is confusing to me when, when uh, Pharaoh had this dream, and he said, but when I saw, I saw this, I was standing on the bank of a river, the Nile River, and I saw seven fat Right, seven fat, healthy cows come out of the river, and they began gazing on the, in the marsh grass. But then I saw seven sick-looking cows, scrawny and thin, come up after them. i never seen such sorry-looking animals in all of Egypt. So it was that way. But afterward, you, would have, you wouldn't have known it, for they were still as thin and scrawny as before. Then I woke up. So the seven skinny cows ate the fat, fat ones. And also, in my dream, I also saw seven heads of grain, full and beautiful, growing in a single stalk. Then I saw seven more heads of grain appearing to these, and these were smaller and shriveled and withered by the east wind. And the shrivel heads swallowed up the seven healthy heads. I told these dreams. Now, does that make any sense to you? What I would add this dream. This is Pharaoh, the leader. You guys, that dream makes sense to you? Anybody? No, not really. I'm telling you right now, I have no idea what that dream means. I do because I read the book. But I have no idea. That would bother. And it bothered Pharaoh so much. Now, Pharaoh is second in command, third in command. No. Pharaoh is the head boss man of Egypt, right? And, and he looked for help. He looked for help. He got the magicians. He's got everybody. He says, somebody needs to help me with this because this is bothering me. There's this dream that I have. And I, I didn't give Pharaoh enough credit to search this matter out. How many of us have had crazy dreams? Right? Crazy dreams. I'm talking dreams that you wake up and you're just like, and you remember it and you're like, what was that? Right? But it sticks with you. Right? And here's what Joseph said to him. 
Because Joseph, at the time, if you remember the story, was in jail. He was in prison, right? There's a whole story about Joseph being in a place where you wouldn't think you should be. Maybe you don't feel like you're in the place you're supposed to be. But guess what? God still wants to use you. Okay, there's a whole message in there about Joseph. But listen to what Joseph says. He says, it is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied. But he says, but God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. Listen to what he says. He says, and set you at ease. He was unsettled. We're looking at nations that are unsettled. Simple. They are unsettled. Of course they're unsettled. Because this is beyond their power. It is beyond, Joseph even said this, this is beyond my power. But God can do this. And we're looking at nations looking for some answers right now that only God can give. And God is looking for a people to work with that can give a message. And Joseph was very clear. He said, you know what? This is beyond me, but this is something that the Holy Spirit, God's power, can do. He immediately directed to that, right? He gave glory to God. Now, he could, I'm telling you, if you want to hear a story about somebody that was wronged, Joseph is a story that about a man who was wronged. Now, I don't even understand how your brothers can sell you slavery. And I know you maybe had a brother or somebody or sister that you wish you could sell it to slavery, <laughs> but I don't know how that's even possible. But that, yeah, everybody's nodding their head. But that happened to him right? Have you been wronged? Has anybody here legitimately been wronged? Absolutely. Probably. It probably could have been, did Joseph ever do anything wrong? The only thing maybe he did wrong was that he bragged about a dream that he had, and he offended his brothers. That's probably the only thing he ever really did. He said, hey, you know, probably don't want to tell your brothers, yeah, I saw all these things bowing down to me, and I think that's probably you guys. Don't want to do that. Probably not smart, but he was young. He was one of the youngest ones, so he, he thought it was pretty cool. But you know what? He didn't do anything wrong. And during that whole time, when he went through all those things, years, I'm talking years, guys, he didn't give up on God. He could have, even when everybody gave up on him. And I think that's what Jenny is saying. I always say Miss Jenny because we work with the kids. I say Miss Jenny. But that's what Jenny was saying too, is that part of us as, as believers, we have gone sick because we have gone through things, not necessarily our fault and maybe our fault, Maybe we've been brought through a season of time where it felt like we were doing nothing for years, right? And now, and now comes a situation in life where the nations, I'm talking nations, are looking for answers. School councils are looking for answers, things like that. And I love what Jen said. We come and we inundate those things that are unseen, like we're teaching those kids back there. The unseen things. The unseen things. I do not know the interpretation of that dream, but I know someone who does that can put you at ease. Okay? Right? Joseph said, where, where were you guys? Where were you guys when I was in jail? I helped you, I helped you, I helped you, and I helped you, and I did nothing wrong, and where were you guys? You know what? Whatever, I'm done. Right? That's the way we can feel. When we go through something difficult, that's the way we can feel. As Jen was saying, you know what doctors are what they're telling you? Know what they're telling you? You're going to have difficult pregnancies. You're not going to be able to pregnant. You have two, only two kids. You only have two kids? Yeah. I don't remember that. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> right? So there's information coming to you at this way, right? It's coming at you. It's coming at you. There's information coming to you that way. And then as Jen was like, they said, what's the word of God say? Well, when does that become reality in my life? 
When does what actually God says mean something to me? And it's usually in your darkest place. Here's, here's some honesty. This is what I got after Elijah was, uh, was Elijah? We were getting, uh, this scripture here, it says, Romans 8, that was, yeah, Romans 8, 20, it says, it says, and we know that all things God works to the good for those that love him who have been called to according to his purpose, right? Amen. God uses all things. You know what? Didn't really feel that great to me. I'll be, I'm 100% honest. When someone spoke to me when I was in the middle of that, you know what? That felt really good. No, it didn't. Because I was like, what does that mean, God, to me right now? As my son is dead, right? Physical body's dead. You think that's great. No, it's, it's, I know what they're trying to do, but there was only one thing that was going to put my heart at ease. Just one thing. That was a word from God, directly from God. And that's exactly what Joseph said. There's just one that's going to put your heart at ease. Scripture is 100% true. Uh, I, and I know that now because God led me through that. But at the time, I needed to hear God. And creating atmospheres and contending for atmospheres, praying in school boards and that is contending for the presence of God so that people can hear the true answers to their situations and have put their hearts at ease. There's nothing else. And God does work all things to the good. I can testify to that. That is awesome. Who are called. We have to finish the whole thing here. Who have been called according to his purpose. Says his purpose. He doesn't work all things the good for everyone just all the time. There is a people that who are, are humble themselves and call upon the name of the Lord and look and seek his face, seek his direction, and will find him. And then they shall hear from heaven and he shall come invade the nation. Yes. Come on. I love when Dave Lyon was talking about uh, peace. And he said, peace only comes through obedience. Lord, give me peace. Give me peace. Give me peace. Sure. But what about your his purpose? What about what he's called you to do? The shoes, as we're talking about the armor, the shoes are what? What? Boys and girls? Peace. Peace. So if I'm in disobedience, you think I'm going to have peace? A world in disobedience, is there peace? Are their hearts troubled? Of course. Are they going to be disappointed? Of course. Are their hearts going to become sick? Of course. Because he just said a calling to his purpose, right? For God knew he also predestined, he conformed in the image of son that they might be the first form of many, but we get to be part of a kingdom family that never ends. It never disappoints. And he wants to reveal to that to us. He wants to show you that. And only God and his Holy Spirit revealing can show you that. And it's God's people. It's people who, who are repentant and looking to God and to the kingdom of heaven and saying, Lord Jesus, I need you to show me something that I haven't, been, I, I haven't seen before because I can't keep going that way. And during times of disappointment, during times of heart sick, there is this moment in time where you want to say, you know what? I'm done. I'm walking away. I'm not going to have any more hope. I'm done. I'm done. And I get that. And it's a dark place. It's a lonely place. And really, it's a place between you and God where you know what? You say, God, I'm disappointed in you. I'm disappointed in all these things in the situation. Joseph could have said that in about 15 different places in his life. And he would have missed the moment of his destiny that changed the world. One man, and that one man's you, and that one man is me. And we could miss our moment. We 
could miss our moment to affect nations, right? We could miss it being caught up in disappointment and hurt and the things that have gone on, but we lift our heads up and we look up and we say we trust in our Lord God Almighty, and it's a decision that you make in your heart, as Jenny was just saying. I have to make a decision in my heart. When it comes to my kids, God, if you want them, you can have them. What is your plan here? You know what? I want to raise my own kids. I want all of them here, right? That bothered me that my son Max wasn't going to be down here with me and I was going to play football with him and we're going to have a great time. It bothered me, right? But somewhere I had to make a decision in my heart to say, well, what do you want? What do you want to do here? And if I didn't make that, then I would have been in a dark place. But I had to make a decision, okay, God, what do you want here? What do you want me to do? What do you want with my son? And he, I will never forget the words he spoke to me. He says, do you trust me? And that just speaks to me for the rest of my life. Of course, God, I trust you. And he said, this is not over. Because in our mind, in our temporal world, this is it. This is it. It's over. It's done. Got cancer, done. Got COVID, done. Sons passed away, done. It's not over, though. And that's what he revealed to me. But only God could reveal that to us. Only God could reveal, like, like jo um, Joseph said, he said, but God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. We are looking at a nation. But guess who it starts? It starts with me. Don't think you're going to go into some place and give people at ease unless you get through it first, Joseph. Right? Joseph, you're going to go on a journey. Tom, you're going to go on a journey. Jenny, you're going to go on a journey. Um, Jeremy, you're going to go on a journey. And you're going to learn how to walk in peace through the midst of the fire. And then when you do that, I want you to testify how you did that. How did you do that? Jenny, how did you do that? Tom, how did you do that? On my own power, I cannot. But I want to introduce you to a God who can. I want you to introduce you. I want to introduce you to the Holy Spirit who can walk you through this stuff because that's the only way. That's the only way. He speaks to me. The words that he spoke to me probably don't mean as much to you, but there's words that he's going to speak to you that's going to carry you throughout life. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're watching at home, and you're in a place right now that you just need God to do something. We're all going to stand together right now and we're going to believe God for a miracle because there's only things that he can say to you that can make a difference, that can change. Right now, with every head bowed, we're going to pray right now. Father God, for the broken and the hurting, Lord Jesus, if you're at your very, very end, I want to tell you about a God, hallelujah, who can make a way through his son, Jesus Christ, that he took every burden and every pain and every sin and he took it and he nailed it to the cross once and, once and for all, so therefore there would be no more condemnation. Your destiny is written in the heaven. God has a plan for you. And that, that, that thing that tangles us up does not define us, but God defines us. And there's, he's extending a message out for hope to you. And if we lift up the name of Jesus, if we call upon the name above every name, we shall hear from him. And right now we lift up the name of Jesus Christ. And we pray to God that anybody who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord Jesus, right now, everybody right now who are going through something, we pray, Lord God, that you would touch their hearts, Lord God, and they would hear the message. And we encourage, we encourage them right now, the saints of God, to intercede on behalf of the broken. We pray right now, Lord Jesus, if we are broken, Father God, that you would reveal to us hallelujah, every truth of your word, Lord God, and reveal your scripture to us that we would have life, and life more abundantly, Father God, that we could be put at ease, Lord Jesus, and walk, Lord, in your purpose and your calling in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Father. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God's moving here.
uh, in community church. God is moving here in Thief River Falls. God is moving here in our lives because he's bringing us to a place where he's the only one with the answers. Amen? He's the only, and that's not a bad place. That's a really good place. He's removing all distractions. He's saying, guess what? You're my son. Here's what I got for you. Ooh, let's have some fun. Amen? Praise the Lord. We good? Have a wonderful Sunday. Pray this afternoon about 2 o'clock in Detroit Lakes. Uh, The meetings start over at the Hope Fest grounds. And uh, we're going to have, we pray that the youth have a fantastic time. So you guys have a wonderful Sunday. Thank you for coming. And have a wonderful week in the Lord. Invite your friends next week uh, and families with your kids. Let's keep them coming so that we get get them all uh, caught up in the newest material that we're going over. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Have a blessed weekend. Amen.